Welcome to the sermon podcast of Northridge Presbyterian Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm Betsy Sweetenberg, the pastor here, and I hope that in this podcast, you see what we seek to do week after week, approaching the stories of our faith with a holy curiosity, not shutting the book because the stories are hard or there are truths we'd rather ignore. Instead, approaching scripture, trusting that God will meet us there, full of grace and truth, teaching us something new about how we are to live in this world God so loves. Let us pray. God of life, we are here to be with you and to learn your story. Open our hearts and minds to hear your word today and to see ourselves as a part of your great story. Tell us and show us what we need to learn today. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Our gospel lesson this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 49. This is one of the rarest passages of scripture where we find Jesus as a child. Listen for God's word to you today in these ancient words. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up for usual for the festival. When the festival ended, they started to return. The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in a group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in a temple, sitting among teachers. They listened to him, asking questions, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today, we celebrate the children with us, the children who bring their gifts to share with this community, the children who during the week come to school here, the children who worship and sing and play here. We are grateful for their presence, for the ideas they have to share, for their joy and for their grief because all of this gives us a greater picture of who God is as reflected in humanity. This year, as a church community, we are looking at what it means to be with God and to be with each other. As we consider the with in Emmanuel, God with us, we are considering who Jesus was with during his life including the first 30 years, which are barely mentioned in the Gospels. Outside of the infancy narratives of Jesus, there is this one story of Jesus as a child, and here Luke calls him the boy Jesus. So what does the boy Jesus have to teach us? 
And why did Luke consider this story to be important for us? First, I want you to hear from one of our children at Northridge as she has spent time reading and reflecting on this passage herself. Hi, my name is Eleanor Armstrong. I'm a fifth grader at St. John's and I am 10 years old. I like Northridge because it helps out our community in many ways and teaches me how loving God is. I learned from this passage that Jesus wanted knowledge because he was seated in the temple asking questions for the teachers. He was 12 years old. I don't know what the teachers said to Jesus, but in my experience, grown-ups of church have taught me that it can be fun to worship God. For my family, I have learned that God loves us no matter what and is merciful. Jesus was in the temple for three days with the teachers while his parents were looking for him. He probably wanted to learn whatever he could about God. If I, if I could ask a church leader anything, I would ask about the very first church. I want to know how far back people worshipped God. If I was at a church for three days, I'd probably try to snag some donuts and try to play the big piano back then. Maybe. Thank you, Eleanor. I want to hear you play that big piano sometime. And at some point, we're going to come back to your question about how long people have been worshiping God, but it's been for mm -hmm. thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I think it's fascinating to consider what we might do if we were at church for three full days. I think I would want to walk around and explore some of the hidden parts of the buildings and grounds. What's hiding in the closets or behind the walls? I'd love to see who spends their time in different parts of the building as well and watch the children in the NCDC learning. It's clear from Luke's story that Jesus wanted to learn. As Eleanor said, he wanted knowledge. And I can't help but wonder what the teachers shared and what questions the boy Jesus asked. How did the teachers feel being in the presence of God? The one who was born in Bethlehem under that bright star. The one about whom angels sang and to whom shepherds and magi traveled far to see. The boy Jesus was the son of Mary and Joseph, and he had been called Emmanuel, God with us. Did the teachers in the Jerusalem temple know who they were with? Did they recognize the presence of God with them? I asked Eleanor if she has ever felt like God or Jesus is with her. Yes, when I'm taking an important test or something, it makes me feel like I will always be okay. I once saw a reflection of God in one of my teachers. I went on a fifth grade camping trip about a week ago, and the morning we were going to take down our tents, it rained. One of my teachers helped all of fifth grade take down the tents. He was covered in mud, and there were no showers. He still helped us. What a beautiful story of a servant your teacher was. Sometimes we see God in unexpected people or places. Eleanor, your story is a good reminder for us to keep our eyes open to find God in any place. The boy Jesus hanging out in the temple for three days may have been unexpected for the teachers there. It was certainly unexpected for his parents, who seemed quite alarmed that their oldest child was not with the group of family and friends as they traveled back home to Nazareth. 
There must have been so much fear and anxiety in their searching. Of course, in those days, there was no way to place a phone call or send a text message. There was no social media platform or internet to post about their missing child. There was not much they could do except pray to God and turn around and go back to Jerusalem to look in person. And when Mary and Joseph saw their oldest child, the boy Jesus, in the temple, I imagine Mary looked Jesus straight in the eyes when she said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been searching with great anxiety. And in his 12-year-old voice, I wonder if Jesus responded, Mom, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Did you not know that I must be with God? Did you not know that I must be learning as much as I can about God? For the boy Jesus, it probably felt so obvious. Of course I'm in the temple. Of course I'm seeking answers to the great questions. Of course I want to know more about my father, more about God. Now Luke doesn't tell us what the teachers shared with the boy Jesus, but this moment in Jesus's childhood matters to Luke's story of salvation. Here we have a glimpse of what was important to Jesus as he was growing up. Being with his father shaped his life and prepared him for what was to come. Our children are some of our greatest treasures. At their baptism, as Betsy and the kids discussed, we promise to share the stories of our faith with them, to pray for them, to teach them what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. This week, I reached out to our church officers, our elders, and our deacons, and they shared with me what they would want to teach a child about God or Jesus or the church. Now, I don't know that you will hear every word I'm about to say, but my hope is that you will catch something meaningful from the wisdom shared from our own teachers in the church. God loves you unconditionally. The church, God, and Jesus are a safe, non-judgmental, comforting place where you may be yourself and become your best. The church is a second home where you may come as you are, where you can always find trusted friends and explore ways to grow while being loved and supported. God is like a perfect mother and father who loves and protects you. Jesus, God's son, shows us love and forgiveness is the Christian way. Our church is where we do God's work, study about Jesus, and meet together to find ways to help our brothers and sisters in need. Christ is within you. Christ is within your moms and dads, your brothers and sisters, and your friends and neighbors. Always. In Christ, no matter what is going on in your lives, God will give you strength, comfort, and love all day long. 
Jesus did his work out of love given freely to those around him. Even small little things you do show your friends and others around you that you give love without any exception. God is Lord over all things on the earth and the entire universe. That includes all people. God lives in heaven. Jesus is God's son. God sent Jesus to live on earth and to help all people on earth learn the way of God and help us to understand God's plan. Jesus is equal to God. Church is a place where we find special understanding of God through learning the teachings of Jesus. Church can also be more than a place, but an idea that all things about God and Jesus can be learned and felt in any place on earth or in space. It is important for us to learn the most important part of God's plan is love and to teach other people the same lesson. And children, you have an even bigger family at church that will care for you, protect you, and love you forever. This story from Luke is about more than what the teachers were telling the boy Jesus. It's about how being with God shapes our lives and prepares us for whatever is to come. Speaking to our children, one of the elders shared, my immediate take from this story is that sometimes you are in situations where you will find your parents who you are used to relying on for support and guidance, are not with you. But God is always with you. And you can call on God and rely on God in new situations. And the members of the congregation are also with you and want to support and guide you as well. Indeed, the gift of the church is not just about being with God, but also about being with each other. Being with each other to celebrate. With each other to grieve. With each other to dream. And with each other to listen for God's word to us today. Because God is still speaking to us. The Bible is the inspired word of God, and it tells the story of the living word, the one who came to be with us. And we, today, are still part of that story, and we are still telling God's story. Luke tells us, All who heard the boy Jesus in the temple were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Today, we celebrate the wisdom and understanding that children bring to this church, to our community, and our world. It is amazing what children learn at a very young age, and how they process what they see and hear. I am grateful to Eleanor for sharing her wisdom and knowledge with us this morning, and I wanted to close by asking her, Eleanor, if you could teach the grown-ups something about God, what would you tell them? I would tell them to never forget that they are always loved. Amen. Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good.
Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all persons. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.